Well, I'm kind of combining two scriptures today. We're going to go, we're going to read the Great Commission, but that's going to be a part of this other scripture that I get into about the least of these. So my uh, first scripture reading today is Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Matthew 28. Now this is right after the resurrection. Jesus was, went to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power. Okay, let me go back to verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The Word of God for the children of God. And all God's children said, Amen. Now see, Jesus told His disciples right there, all power in heaven and earth has been given to Him. Because He's God. He's God in the flesh. And He came down to give that power to His church. To the power of His Holy Spirit. But He had to do some work first. He had to go to the cross. He had to show what real love looks like in that three years of His ministry. Going around touching people's lives, the least of these. The ones that He'd go to that no one else would go to. In fact, He'd go to some people and the Pharisees say, you know, look who's hanging out with. He's hanging out with hookers and drunkards and thieves, murderers. And Jesus told them, the physician didn't come for the, to heal the whole. He came to, for the sick. He came for the unrighteous. He didn't come for the righteous. And see, sometimes we can get in that Pharisee mode where we think we're righteous. Because we, we go to church, or, or we read our Bible, or we pray, but we treat people like dirt because they don't go to church, or they don't look the right way. That's not how Jesus wants us to be. He said, go out and teach them to observe all things I have taught you. Now, a lot of translations, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. Well, that's not what it said. Go teach him to observe everything that I have taught you. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That's an awesome promise right there. Now let's go to Matthew. Oh, I need to get back to my scriptures here. Matthew 25, I believe. Yeah, Matthew 25, verses 31 through 40. Now this, this kind of ties in with the Great Commission. Jesus was talking to his disciples about this here. 25, 31 through 40. And Jesus was talking to his disciples, telling them the things that were coming on the earth, what was going to happen in these last days. And he said, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Now see, Jesus is telling his disciples this before he told them to go in all the world. This is before that. And before him shall all nations be gathered, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty. 
and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered, or fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, and as much as you have done it unto the one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. And then he tells his disciples about the great commissions to go out into the world, to tell them about God's love, and how much God loved us, to go feed the hungry. And there's a lot of starving people right now starving for the Word of God. They don't know none of this stuff. And they look to God's people, and most of them, I'm not saying you guys, but a lot of God's people don't even want to give other people the time of day. And Jesus said, we got to go to them. How else are they going to know the truth unless Jesus' kids go show them the truth? Go show them what real love looks like. The least of these. You know, and when God called Israel the children of Israel, he told them the same thing. He said, I didn't call you because you're some great nation and you got plenty of people. He goes, I called you because you're the least. You're the most pathetic of the people. The most smallest tribe. And that's why he chose them. He chose the brokenness, the smallest, the weakest, to show himself strong into this world. And that's what he's going to do through each one of us as we lean on him in our brokenness and in our weakness as we go out into our world that we live in, to the least of these, our brethren, and show them what love is, real love. Now, you know, a lot of people, you hear that word love, and, and they instantly think sex or something like that. Well, it's, it's two different totally things. It is. I don't know how they got combined where that, but it's, it's not the same thing. Now, you want to see a great, beautiful picture of love. When Jesus went, came into the world to seek and save the lost, he had to go to the cross. That's a picture of real love. He got shredded, ripped apart, and he was showing us what love looks like. It's not a pretty picture. I remember one day we was having communion out here, and this has been a few years ago. Uh, one of the ladies in the congregation, we was doing the the dip thing with the bread you come up and you got a cup and people dipped in there and then they'd take their communion well by the time she was at the back of the line and by the time she got up here that cup of juice had all kinds of stuff floating in it I mean it looked horrible and and she said what a mess and my response to her was like I imagine it was if you think about it Jesus going to the cross what a mess but that's a picture of love. That's a picture of sacrificial love. He left glory to come down here to seek and save the lost. We are all the least of these in Jesus' eyes. All of us. And He loves us all. So He came that we might have life abundantly with Him. You know, and I, I get into these, some of these promises and, you know, I've, I've been going through some stuff and I, and I read these scriptures and it's like, 
Lord, is this for now or, or is, this, is this for the next eternity? Well, it's for both. It keeps us going through this world so when we, we can step into the next world. But the, the promise is like this sign, this, this scripture right here. Now, when my wife was dying, I didn't think this was a very accurate scripture. In fact, I had a, a scripture of it in my room and I tore it down and I threw it on the ground. Because here's what it says. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to give you hope and a future. But they don't have the whole scripture on here. It says, not to harm you, but to do you good. And so we can get confused sometimes in our brokenness. But that's for now and the best is yet to come. And here we are, the time's winding down. We get into the prophecy. I'm going to get back into prophecy next week. But right now, time's winding down. And then we're going to have this perfect future that Jesus was talking about, this new kingdom that God's talking about. Well, there's not going to be no more sickness, no more death, no more crying, and they'll learn war no more. That, to me, is that future God was talking about. Not to hurt us, but to give us a future with a hope. But we can have that same hope right here in the world that we live in right now. As we go to the least of these and bring that hope to them. Because you think about it, as, you get, as you, we go through our lives, and, and what happens if the rapture happens and, and half of our family miss it? And, and they miss it, and they're, they're stuck here. Well, well, we made it. Woo, I'm glad I made it. Well, what about the rest of them? What about, what about uh, grandkids? What great-grandkids that don't know Jesus? And they, don't, they just know religion. That's turned them away from God. And each one of us, it's our responsibility to our families to show them what Jesus really looks like. To show them what that sacrificial love means and what it looks like in our lives to our families and our, our world that we live in. And you know, it's not an easy thing because we're all wired the same way. We got these emotions in our lives that we get, we get selfish. And, and then, then later we have regrets because of that selfishness stopped us from doing what we knew we should have done. But we were too selfish. We were thinking more of us instead of the world, instead of the hurting. Just think if Jesus would have done that. I ain't going down there. But it was his part of the plan of God's plan to become man, to walk among us, to feel our pain, to show us what love is the least of these the whole world the least of these and that's what gets me when he goes to the pharisees they're like what do you mean set us free you know we're children of abraham see they didn't get it they get and and that's what's going on in the world today people are, are so stuck in religiosity they forget what love looks like what was the purpose of jesus so in our lives as we go through things and, and you question yourself what, what should I do? How should I treat this situation? Well, then the best example to go to is Jesus. How would Jesus treat that situation? What would Jesus do? Would he tell him, well, you're on your own. Sorry, figure this one out. You got yourself in that mess. You can get yourself out. No, Jesus would reach down and pick him up and bring him healing and life and compassion Jesus had a passionate compassion. And that's what always made me drawn to Jesus because I see him looking out to the multitudes of people 
with compassion. You know, and I, I can guarantee you from my self-experience, when I look on the multitudes of people, I'm not looking with compassion. I'm, you know, I've got to be realistic. Most of the time I'm scared of them. But that compassion can overrule that. People that are coming, they're coming to, for a touch of God. And that's what they were doing with Jesus. They were coming because they knew He had something. There was something different about Him. That just He could speak a word and bring life and healing. He could touch somebody. The touch is very important. Touching somebody. Letting them know you care. Letting them know you care. You're not just selfish. You're caring about the other person. And that's what Jesus showed us. And that's what He does for each one of us. So when you are that person that needs that comforting, go to Jesus. Let Him comfort you. And go to your, one of your Holy Spirit-filled friends and let them pray with you when you're broken. Or go to your pastor and ask him to pray for you, which would be me. And I will do my best to let the Holy Spirit flow through me where you can feel the presence of God. That's what it means to me to be a pastor. Is I need to get closer to Jesus so we can all get closer to Jesus. I don't want to be up here just rambling on a story. I want to know what God wants to tell us, His children, today. That's what I ask God every Sunday. Lord, what do you want to tell us today? Not what Kenny wants to tell us. What do you want to tell your children? He says, today I want you to think of the least of these and put yourself in that category. You were the least of these. And that's why Jesus came. He came to get seek and save the lost. But He didn't come over just to seek and save the lost. He came to give us this power to walk the walk in this world that we're not alone, that we, we're never alone, even when we feel alone. And in your middle of your disaster brokenness, God can bring hope. In the last couple days, I've been really depressed. But God keeps bringing me this hope. And you don't doubt it. You grab a hold of it. It's what keeps you going. It's our strength, but you've you got to get in it. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Know this compassion and comfort. This Jesus, the King of glory, the King of kings, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. Isn't that what we all need? God with us. That's what the world needs. That's what these hurting people need. That's what these drug addicts, that's what these rapists need, these people that are being molested, they need God with them. And God has called us to show them that way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, but how many people know that outside the church? And we get into this, into this where we separate, because there's this one scripture in, in the New Testament that says, come out from among them and separate from them. Well, so we, the church has taken it where we come out from among the world and we go sit in our little four-corner, uh, four-wall building and play church. When the ministry is out there in the world. And that's what even Jesus said right here. Let's go back to it. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Go ye therefore. Go. So when we walk out today, and you go into your lives, 
Go you therefore as a disciple to teach people. And what's, what's these commandments He's taught, taught us to observe? It boils down to two commandments. And these two to cover all of them. Love God with all thy heart, soul, strength, and mind. And love each other as I have loved you. Is what Jesus said, the new commandment He gave us. Not love each other as you, you know, what's it, what's it say? Love one another as you'd want to be loved. Jesus said, no, you've got to go a little step further than that. Love one another as I have loved you. And He showed us what love looks like. As He loved us, He went to the cross. He gave up everything to show us what love is. And that's what it's about as a church of Jesus Christ. If we don't have love, we're those sounding symbols. You know, and, and I've seen it and I've done it too. I've done it. So worried about speaking in tongues and getting something for God that I forget to love people. It's like, what can I get from God for me? I want it for me. And God's saying, if I give it to you, you've got to share. I want you to share it. So that's where we're at in our lives. Share what God has freely given you. Share that love with your family, with your friends. You don't have to be up there beating them over the head with Jesus' Bible. Just to love how Jesus did that compassion and people followed Him. They flocked to Him. And that's what God has called us to do. Just to love God, love people. And He will work all things together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank You for Your words of life, Lord. We thank You for You, Father. We thank You that You've given us Your Holy Spirit, that we don't have to walk this walk alone, that You're carrying us the whole way, Lord. Lord, teach us how to love like You love. Give us Your eyes that we may see the hurting people as You see them. Give us Your ears, Lord, that we may hear the cries of the broken so we can reach out and show them what true love is. That sacrificial love, Lord, that You showed us on the cross and then You said it's finished. In Jesus' name, Lord, fill us for Your service to go into the world and love people. In Jesus' holy name, Amen.